Hello and welcome to Pace Hospitals podcast. Today we are delving into a fascinating yet concerning topic in gastroenterology, Barrett's esophagus. It's a condition that many might not be familiar with, but it's increasingly recognized in the medical community. Joining us today, Dr. M Sudhir, senior consultant gastroenterologist and hepatologist having wide expertise in treating and managing Barrett's esophagus. In today's episode he would like to delve into the details of Barrett's esophagus its causes symptoms diagnosis and treatment options and what individuals can do to manage it effectively Dr M Sudhir thank you for joining us at Pace Hospitals High Tech City Thank you for inviting me today I would like to unravel the mysteries surrounding this condition understand its implications and explore the avenues of prevention and treatment Let's embark on a journey to shed light on Barrett's esophagus and empower ourselves with knowledge about our digestive health. Dr. M Sudhir, thank you for joining us. Can you tell me what exactly Barrett's esophagus means? Normally, the esophagus contains the the squamous epithelium after the GE junction. Now, in some conditions, what happens? The intestinal mucosa comes into place with this GE junction, and this is known as Barrett's esophagus. What are the causes and risk factors of Barrett's esophagus? Generally, it is uh, not fully known what is the actual cause, but Barrett's esophagus is known to occur in long-standing gastroesophageal reflux disease. That is GERD. Why it occurs in such a condition, it is not known. But however, there are other predisposing factors for this occurrence, especially a long-standing GERD, an elderly person having GERD. or the patient is smoking or if the patient is also a heavy person like an obese person so these are the predisposing factors for this barrett's esophagus this is very important because barrett's esophagus is a pre malignant condition and if it's neglected it can lead to adenocarcinoma of the esophagus what are the potential complications of barrett's esophagus and how serious are they now what happens in this barrett's esophagus in what way it can manifest endoscopically There are three types of uh, problems which can occur. Either it could be a, a, a sessile or a, a polypoidal growth, or it can be a, a flat lesion, or it can be a, a deep ulcerated lesion. So these findings are detected on endoscopy. Depending on the type of the lesion, the class it is classified with mainly three types. That is, uh, uh, polypoidal or sessile. That's type one, and type two is a flat lesion, and type three is ulcerated lesion. again there are subtypes in this that we need not go into the detail of it now the main purpose of this is because how to treat depends on this type of lesion and then how to manage endoscopically or whether the patient requires any biopsy how is barrett's esophagus diagnosed and what tests are involved the clinical features of barrett's esophagus clinically it is not detectable patients don't have any specific symptoms concerning barrett's esophagus they have mainly gerd symptoms only so all patients of gerd has to be screened for the barrett's esophagus and then you know uh, especially the patient is having a long standing gerd or patient is heavy person or patient is not responding to ppis definitely we have to be look very closely into the ge junction now what are the places where we have to look it is 1 cm above the ge junction and we have to look for uh, 
the uh, the prolonged uh, tongue like margins of the the mucosa coming into the esophagus more than 4 centimeters is very important but less than 4 centimeters also we have to be very careful and uh, how to detect this in a more uh, early stage we have different modalities a routine endoscopic screening is important and then we have other endoscopic techniques like uh, nbi this uh, narrow band imaging or uh, then we have uh, this uh, uh, fice that is a uh, flexible uh, image uh, intensifying you know, uh, color uh, enhancement, then we have you know other modalities like eye scan also. These are other modalities by which we can detect Barrett's esophagus in an early stage. And biopsy is very important to make a diagnosis. Uh, the different stages of uh, Barrett's esophagus, that is you no know, patients uh, having Barrett's esophagus without any dysplasia. The second is having, the patient is having low grade dysplasia. Next is comes is the high grade dysplasia and the other one is the ICM that is the intracellular malignancy and the last one is the uh, overt adenocarcinoma. So, these are the five stages depending on the type of biopsy findings the treatment will vary and screening is also very important with the patient, especially the patient is having a low grade dysplasia. The higher the dysplasia is uh, more cancerous. What are the treatment options for Barrett's esophagus? The primary treatment is mainly treating the GERD and then and the next thing is surveillance. So, uh, catching the patient early is very important. As I told you know Barrett's esophagus without any dysplasia, it does not require any treatment but a periodical endoscopy has to be done. Next comes with the patient with a low grade dysplasia. Again there is no active treatment for this but a repeated biopsy has to be done. For example, uh, the patients having low grade dysplasia on day 1, again we will have to repeat it after few months again the repeat biopsy uh, every three years or something like that. And then when the patient is having a high grade dysplasia definitely we will have to intervene uh, endoscopically and uh, this high grade dysplasia is very highly malignant. The actually the malignancy rate can vary in a uh, Barrett's esophagus from 0.12 to 12 percent. So, you can imagine the spectrum of uh, the instance of uh, carcinoma esophagus in this Barrett's figures. Now, how do we treat? We have different modalities endoscopically. That is one is known as APC, that is argon plasma coagulation. The second one is radiofrequency ablation and the next one comes as the uh, submucosal resection or endo uh, EMR or the endomucosal resection. So, these are the different ways of treating. So, depending on the type of lesion, we have to treat accordingly. These are different methods of more technical uh, methods for a common man, but you know they are all non-invasive. And then you know even though we do this uh, repeat biopsy is imp very important in the follow up of the patients. Because what happens, uh, there can be recurrence of uh, the dysplasia or malignancy in spite of the treatment. So, that is why periodic surveillance is very important. What role does regular monitoring and surveillance play in managing the prognosis of Barrett's esophagus? Now, when we go to the prognosis or the long term outcome of uh, Barrett's esophagus. As I told you, the first stage does not require much of uh, concern, but however, surveillance is important. But in the subsequently, if the biopsy shows a high grade dysplasia or uh, uh, malignancy, the such patient has to be closely monitored endoscopically repeatedly and repeat biopsy has to be taken. And especially when we take a biopsy, we have to go for a four quadrant biopsy of 1 to 2 centimeter part above the GE junction. This gives a clear picture of whether the patient is having recurrence of this is very pre-malignant condition. So, in such a case, you know, we will have to be very closely monitoring it. 
So prognosis varies depending on the type of pathology. So we'll have to be very cautious about uh, observing detection as well as the treatment of this Barrett's esophagus. Can you suggest some preventive tips for gastrointestinal diseases? Let me point out for some important tips uh, for preventing gastrointestinal diseases. Now, the gastrointestinal diseases are so many and you know, so many causes are there, so many infections are there, but mainly we should not forget about the diet related problems. Because diet is one thing which is very much uh, incrementing factor or rather precipitating or aggravating factors for the existing disease. Especially we all follow uh, the traditional diet, you know, is, is being changing into the westernized diet. This happens because of all this junk food and then high fatty, high saturated fat and then in a lot of uh, spicy and then so all these things are very dangerous to the body. It may not show immediately. So by over a period of time, lot of things can happen. Especially if you have seen many GERD is one important thing. Then uh, uh, and also acid peptide disease is another one. Aggravation of cirrhosis is another one. Inflammatory bowel disease is also uh, one of the things which uh, can be uh, frustrated or aggravated by this dietary change. So best thing is to follow is you know our mainly Indian diet. Don't go for the Western diet. Avoid fatty foods. Avoid uh, uh, the school drinks, aerated drinks, saturated fats. All these things are very detrimental to the human body. So going for a traditional Hindi, uh, our Indian diet is very beneficial for the persons. And avoiding all habits like smoking and alcohol, this also will aggravate the pre-existing problems. And always whenever there is a change in your body habits, like change in your body structure or change in any symptoms, always better to consult the doctor before taking a self-medication. Because people with STT or people with loose motions, they just go to the counter and ask for some medicines. But such things, okay, for one or two days it's okay. But again, if it's a long-term therapy, ultimately you're missing the diagnosis, you're missing the main treatment, which are treatable in the early stage, you're neglecting and then the patient can lie into severe problems. Thank you, Dr. M. Sudhir, for sharing crucial information regarding the Barrett's esophagus to our listeners. I hope this information can be valuable for the listeners that Barrett's esophagus is a serious condition that requires ongoing management and monitoring, especially for those with a history of GERD. Early detection and intervention are key to preventing complications such as esophageal cancer. If any of you have any further questions regarding Barrett's esophagus, please don't hesitate to consult a gastroenterologist. And it's crucial to remember that while Barrett's esophagus presents challenges, knowledge and proactive management can greatly improve outcomes. We will see you soon on Pace Hospitals podcast with another episode. Until next time, stay informed, stay proactive and take care of your health. Thank you.